Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about my work as an intuitive guide and spiritual teacher at karenhager.com. And if you follow me on Instagram, where I'm Fog City Psychic, you get more out of the fog goodness and Maisie the dog photos and jigsaw puzzle nonsense. And there's all manner of delight over there on Instagram, where I'm Fog City Psychic. Now then, one of the questions that I'm asked often is, how much of our lives is faded, destined? If, if everything's pre-planned before we drop into the, to our bodies, then that might take some of the fun out of this earth school thing. But on the other hand, if it's all free will, how can I take responsibility for my path and still feel a little bit held or, or guided along the way? So what about you? Do you believe in fate or free will? Or do you fall kind of somewhere in the middle? Well, in this episode, we'll be talking with Teresa Reed, the tarot lady about how to use astrology and tarot to twist your fate. Are you ready to meet her? Teresa Reed, who aka the tarot lady, worked as a full-time tarot card reader for 30 years. She's the author of Twist Your Fate, Manifest Success with Astrology and Tarot, Tarot, No Questions Asked, Mastering the Art of Intuitive Reading, and the Tarot Coloring Book. She's also the author of Astrology for Real Life and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times and co-author of Create Your Own Tarot Cards and Tarot for Kids, a kid-friendly tarot deck. That's a lot of stuff. In addition to writing, teaching, podcasting, and speaking at tarot conferences, Teresa also runs a popular website, thetarolady.com, where she dishes out advice, inspiration, and tips for tarot lovers of all experience levels. She also hosts two educational podcasts, Tarot Bites and Astrology Bites, which have been downloaded by millions of people around the world. Teresa, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much, Karen. It is so great to talk with you again. How long has it been? About 720,000 years, I think. Yes, it's been a lifetime. Oh, my God. <laughs> so long ago. So this feels like I'm catching up with an old friend. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so, oh, I'm so glad you're here. So in that fate versus free will question, where, where do you fall? Is it all predestined or is it all loosey-goosey or is it somewhere in the middle? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I straddle both sides. Mm. And here's why. There are certain things we cannot explain. Like, why did my soul choose these particular parents in this family? What's that all about? Uh, or why are certain people showing up in my life? Or why are certain lessons showing up again and again? There are certain things we cannot explain. If we could explain everything, well, then life would be, you know, pretty actually dull. We wouldn't actually be learning very much. We would, it would be all set up and that was that. And I don't think that that's the way things are. But there are certain things, again, that you cannot really explain. Why did this happen? How did I end up in these circumstances? You know, so we we can't uh, see it all, we can't explain it all, but there are also a tremendous amount of things that are within our grasp. There are things we can change. There are decisions that we can make that can move our lives in a good direction or a not so good direction. So every Every moment of our lives, it's all about being conscious. The more conscious you are, it doesn't matter what your astrology chart is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you screwed up a million times. We can always turn things around. I'm a huge believer in that. And, you know, sometimes we may need a lot of help to do it, but we can certainly make good decisions 
and we can get ourselves on a path that's right for us. So awareness is the key and astrology and tarot are my tools for being hyper aware. There's a way in which sometimes people are, people can sometimes be afraid of the very information that gives them power. Have you found that? I noticed that in, in Twist Your Fate, you ask readers like right up front, it's like on, you know, page three, get your chart done and get a deck of cards. Do people ever get to that point and then just like stop or hesitate? Why are we scared sometimes of doing the things that will give us the information we're looking for? There's a lot of reasons for that. I think a lot of, a lot of folks though feel that, oh my God, if I have this information, what if something bad comes up? And what they don't understand is, first of all, everything in, I always say there's no such thing as a bad astrology chart, and there's really no such thing as a bad tarot card. You know, ultimately, it's how you view this and what you do with it. So there are a lot of people, though, that are afraid, because again, they don't, they don't want to see something bad. There are also people who the idea of taking personal responsibility for their lives is something they don't want to do either, because Mm -hmm. it can be scary to say, wow, this is a decision I made. It turned out horribly. And now I've got to do something to rectify it. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people will feel frightened about knowing what's ahead or what lies ahead or what's possible. Because A, you may have to take responsibility or B, you may uh, interpret that as something that's scary and it's not. So I'm what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes moving maybe... Hmm moving past the place where you thought it would be scary pays big dividends, right? If I can trust Mm -hmm. myself enough to explore that tarot reading, if I'm scared of that, or for me, I'll just be very honest with you, Teresa. When I look at my astrology chart, I see a lot of lines and numbers and then something in my brain just goes fritz. And then I'm, then I'm, I wake up and it's like three days later and I don't know what happened. So if you're overwhelmed by data, you're overwhelmed by archetypes, you're overwhelmed by getting that information, sometimes just moving through that can pay big dividends for you in taking back control of your path. Absolutely. And you know, by the way, also that can be very uh fear inducing for people too. They look at the charts and they're like, oh my God, I mean, this is gobbledygook. I don't know what this means. What is a trine? Why, what is this Chiron thing? And so sometimes, you know, you really need an astrologer or tarot reader to explain it for you. And once you get the basics down, it's actually not as hard as you think. And once you understand your astrology chart, oh my God, here's the way, I mean, I started studying this stuff when I was like 15 years old, a oh, long wow. time. I'm almost 60. And I remember that the reason why I came to astrology and tarot is I wanted to understand myself. And I feel that when you understand yourself, that's your natal chart. Well, now you have a good idea of how you operate, what your strengths are, where you could really need extra support. You could understand where you might make a mistake or where you might really be able to soar. And the current transits in the sky, well, that's kind of like the traffic. It shows, I mean, if you look at your natal chart, it's like a car or a map, let's say it's a road map. And the transits in the sky, that represents what's happening now. So I can look at what's happening now and look at it as traffic. Well, how do I move with the traffic? Is the traffic backed up? Is it moving at a great speed? And now I know how I can operate. And if I feel really stuck, the tarot card shows you all the detours. And this allows you to live in the present moment with great awareness, with a lot of humility, with a lot of self-acceptance, and also with a sense of, again, I can drive this 
in a good direction. I can drive well. And so that is why this stuff can be very helpful. And you know, there's some people will poo poo it, but I have seen over all the years that I've done this work, how tarot and astrology have helped me, my loved ones, and all the people that I've worked with over the years. It really does help when you learn how to work with it. So one of the reasons that, that I like this book so much, it is enormously practical. There are places, there's clear instructions, places to write everything down so that you don't forget. What would you say are the very first bits to know about our our personal astrological chart so that we can start to get into that deeper understanding? There's four things that I like to look at right off the bat. First of all, your sun sign. I mean, I'm a Gemini. Most of us know our sun signs because we, you know, see the astrology horoscopes in newspapers and magazines. And, you know, people are really into it. It's fun and playful and all that. And so your sun gives you your basic personality, but that's that's it. I mean, it's, it's your basic personality. So let's start there. The next thing you want to look at is your moon. And to me, I'm a very lunar oriented person. I'm super into the moon. The moon is so important astrologically because this shows what's important to you to be happy. What makes you happy? This shows how you connect with others emotionally. It shows how you parent, how you need to be parented, what your desires may be. It also shows the mood of the public, by the way. So when you're looking at it from business astrology, that's good to know. So I'm a Gemini, my moon is in Scorpio. So the basic personality of Gemini, if I'm using myself as an example, it's like, okay, well, we're very curious about the world. We love to learn. We get bored easily. But the moon in Scorpio, it's like, okay, well, this says there's some, there's some depth here. This is not some superficial Gemini stuff. I love research. What makes me happy? I love to be sequestered away in a room researching all day and studying. I love that. Put me in a library, Karen. I am happy. That is like my place. So now we see that, okay, this is what we need emotionally. And also we see emotionally, I need deep connections. I don't need the superficial stuff. Now, the next thing I look at is the rising sign. The ascendant shows how you do the work of your sun and your moon. It's how you present yourself to the world. I'm Libra. For me, Libra rising, that's all about justice, fairness, really seeing all sides of the coin, objectivity. This is really important to me. And then lastly, I'll need to look at the midheaven. The midheaven, when we look at that, especially when we're looking at career, it shows what's possible, where you can go. I've got a Leo midheaven. I meant to take information and present it in an entertaining format, which mm -hmm. I tend to do with my books and all the little forecasts and things that I do. So I know these things and I'm really breaking it down to like bare minimum here. So, I mean, this is not in depth like interpretation, but working with all four of these parts, I can see how it shows up in my career and my life and my relationships, all of that. So just start with the big four. And if you don't want to do the midheaven, even just the sun, moon, and the rising, it gives you so much information about yourself and how you can best show up in the world. Start there. Super easy. So you give some resources in the book where people can get their charts. Can you share a couple of those? Absolutely. So my favorite place for people to get their charts is if you go on astro.com. It used to be astrodienst. D-I-E-N-S-T, and they change it to astro.com. But you can go on there, plug in your information, and you can get your natal chart. You can also get transits. You can find, there's all kinds of extended charts that they have too, if you really want to go down a million rabbit holes. It's a great site. It's totally free. And another one is alabe.com. That's A-L-A-B-E.com. Super, super 
easy to use. It's a little bit more old fashioned looking, but you put your information in there, boom, now you've got your natal chart and it's going to be way more accurate. I mean, back in the day when we, when I started with astrology, we did all this crap by hands, <laughs> you know, so we did it the hard way. Now the computer makes it easy and the internet, you can find it for free. And these are my two favorite places. Wow. So astro.com and A-L-A-B-E.com for the free charts. You also recommend that readers pick up a deck of tarot cards. And this is a place where sometimes people are like, well, oracle cards, wouldn't, wouldn't they be? No, not the same thing. A deck of tarot cards. What decks do you recommend? Uh, that's such a great question. First of all, I really feel for people that they have to find a deck that they find appealing. You know, I can recommend a million different decks, but if you think the art is something that you don't like, you're probably not going to resonate. So definitely make sure you take time to find a deck that appeals to you. Now, the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is the gold standard. It is like the classic deck, and so many modern decks are based on that art. I actually have switched from the Rider-Waite-Smith deck to the Wiser Tarot. The Wiser Tarot is a newer version of the Rider-Waite-Smith, and it has representation. Uh, one of the problems with the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it, it's very white. Yeah. And that's not what, like, uh, all the years that I've read for folks, it, uh, you know, that wasn't my audience. I have a very diverse audience because I live in a city. So I've read for people all over the world. And I love that the Wiser Tarot really addressed that. Highly recommend that. If you are looking for something that might be really gentle, uh, Tarot for Kids is a beautiful gentle deck that I really recommend also. And that's a deck for not just kids, but adults who want to ease into tarot. And maybe they're feeling a little nervous about it. And it's like, okay, well, here's a gentle version of tarot for you. So these are great places to start. But really, you've got to look around and find a deck that that just grabs you, that speaks to you. Reading tarot is such an an art and it takes education and practice and honoring the tradition and being able also to then expand that tradition into to speak to the people who you're reading for. When you went to create the tarot for kids, how did you take those, pow what to me at least, those powerful archetypes and break them down in a way that speaks to a, a child's mind or a child's growing up? Well, first of all, children are very intuitive. My children grew up around my tarot cards. There was no tarot for kids back then. I really wish there was. But they grew up around tarot, tarot cards and cats and astrology charts. And it's so interesting because my children are both, without doing any formal study, they are both fluent in these languages. They picked it up. Kids are so intuitive. They are so smart. And when Sounds True approached me to write the book for that deck, I'm like, oh my God, I would have loved this for my kids. And what I did when I wrote the book is I remembered how smart my children are. And I think children are very, very intelligent. I think we underestimate them. So I made sure the deck was not dumbed down. No. I did not dumb it down. I just wanted to make sure that some of the archetypes were things kids could relate to. Like for example, the lovers, for an eight-year-old, no, we change that to the best friends hmm. because friendship is going to be a huge thing in a child's life, not romance. Sure, there might be a crush here and there, but the big thing is your friendships. And instead of the devil, we change it to the bully because one of the first things that kids, when they really encounter things that are difficult, where it feels really negative, are bullies at school. So we've changed a couple of things to... Um, you know, really be things they're going to understand themes in their lives. 
But again, these are even archetypes that we as adults can understand as well. And the other thing I did with the deck, I said, we're not going to skip reversals. We're bringing those in there because, again, I think children are really smart. And kids love this deck. They love it. So do adults. We're talking with uh, Teresa Reed, and you're listening to Out of the Fog. Teresa is the author of Twist Your Fate, Manifest Success with Astrology and Tarot, as well as co-creator of Tarot for Kids and many other projects. You can find out more about Teresa and her work at thetarolady.com. Teresa loves to teach, and you can find more about what she's offering on her Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash the tarot lady patreon.com the tarot lady so in a reading and something so i read intuitively and i don't use cards i use oracle cards maybe every once in a while but i don't read tarot and one of the things that i experience when people connect with me for a session is often they're afraid that i'm going to tell them something really bad or really scary that by opening up and asking for intuitive guidance or intuitive information they're about to unleash something that they they're not going to be able to handle and the whole thing's terrifying tarot has that additional quality to it it sometimes might have kind of scary pictures or scary images so when someone is reading for themselves or getting a reading from someone else what do you do if you get the in quotes like the bad cards or the scary pictures what's the best way to handle that and integrate it first of all don't freak out <laughs> that's the first thing i'd like to say i also want to just backtrack one second there are unfortunately a lot of readers who think that telling it like it is and not sugarcoating things means giving those really super negative disempowering readings and that's <sighs> those type of people that have done a disservice and has they've created this thing that makes it really super scary and also we can see in popular media like james bond movies what do they do they pull the death card and suddenly it's this negative forecast and it's like these stereotypes and a couple of really bad readers that are out there uh again giving these readings that they think are helpful are actually causing a great deal of harm that is what leads to this fear and so for anybody who's listening again i want to reiterate there's no such thing as a bad astrology chart there's really no such thing as a bad tarot card those cards are images that represent everything in our lives that we are going to deal with and if you have a reading that's all gumdrops and you know, sugar cone fairies and all that. That's great. I love it when I get a reading like that. But sometimes life is hard. Sometimes life is challenging. And we are dealing with situations that are unpleasant. And tarot and astrology, for that matter, might point that out. You might get a card like the Ten of Swords as like, oh, my goodness, I'm dealing with this ending. But what we have to do as readers is we have to make sure we're looking at it again from an empowering perspective. How do I move through this ending? What can I learn from it? What am I going to gain from it? Is there a way that I can avoid this situation? And so for anybody who gets a quote unquote scary card, you cannot look at it like, oh my God, this is, this is it. It's like, no, 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 no. This is what's possible. Now let's look at how to deal, how to heal, how to move around this, yeah. and how to turn this into something that is going to be really empowering and strengthening for you. That's what a good, responsible tarot reader or astrologer does. And when you're exploring it for yourself, you need to keep that perspective in mind because your life is in your hands. And to think that pulling one card, we'll use again, the tower maybe instead of the ten of swords to look at that and right away assume 
oh my god this is like doom and gloom. no wait a minute wait a minute let's look at what's going on here ground yourself and look at those archetypes and look at what's going on there and reflect and then really do some deep thinking about questions you can ask to again find a way to move with this situation oftentimes i like to say is um drama and disaster are delightfully avoidable you know <laughs> that's a it's such a good point anytime you whether you are receiving a reading from somebody else or you're reading for yourself you're exploring some of the stuff if something comes up that doesn't feel right please, oh please remember that your power of discernment is stronger than anything else please use your discernment so that if you have a reading and somebody gives you something scary and it doesn't feel right to you please please remember your agency and your power you really do determine your life's path yep. astrology and tarot and intuitive readings and all that kind of stuff can shine light on that path but yep. you, you're the one who makes the choices so no scary reader or scary card or scary aspect of the i don't know the deer mouse in my 29th wormhole of whatever it is none of that takes away your discernment and that's so important to remember and i feel like there is a special very warm timeout corner in the afterlife for readers of all sorts who abuse their power in that way oh absolutely so absolutely and you know i gotta tell you something too you know i grew up with people that would often say a lot of negative things like well you're not going to make it or, you know, you're not attractive or this stuff and that stuff. And, you know, people would sometimes say, why are you so confident when you hear all this stuff? I said, because I don't believe it. And it's the same thing when I have readings. If I'm someone who's going to lay a really negative trip on me, I'm like, no, that's not how I live. Yeah. If you understood my perspective, I am somebody that if you tell me something negative and it's doom and gloom, I'm like, uh-uh. No, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. One of my favorite stories that I shared in my books is I had an astrologer friend. I was going through a Saturn in the second house aspect, a transit, excuse me. And they're like, oh, God, it looks like you're going to be broke. And I'm like, first of all, who says that? <laughs> and second of all, I said, well, that's not how any of this works. And one thing that I know, because I've worked with astrology for so long, I'm like, Saturn loves discipline. So I set myself a financial goal and the financial goal was to pay off my house early. And what I did then is I disciplined myself and I clipped coupons, I stuck to a budget, I put extra money in the house. And Karen, I ended up paying my house off over a decade early. Wow. I didn't look at that second Saturn. Was I broke? No. Was I budgeting tight? You betcha. So maybe to that person that might've felt pretty uh, gloom and doom, but I really looked at it as a challenge. I got excited about it because I'm like, I'm going to pay my damn house off. Watch me. <laughs> and, and by the way, also, I have a quote unquote bad astrology chart. So when people look at my astrology chart, oftentimes astrologers like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, this stuff is all strength. You don't get it. You're looking at this wrong. Who taught you astrology? You're not. <laughs> I think a lot of people too, they do astrology through the books and not through lived experience and not through actually really working with clients deeply because when you work with people deeply and when you work with your astrology and your tarot deeply you're never going to look at it from that perspective like well this means that and there's no other way around it's like well, no wait a minute that's not how this works you are being very very narrow and astrology and tarot are so broad and beautiful just like this life that we have here it's broad it's beautiful so many things can happen especially when we have faith in ourselves well and there's a that's a that's a beautiful point because there's um there everyone's path is unique 
everyone is we're all of all of our paths are different from all of the rest of our paths um and, and there's an intimacy about the way that we can connect with spirit or source or the divine or whatever you want to call it there's an intimacy about the way we can connect so when we have this kind of information when we use the tools that are available to shine light on our path to make decisions based on what we find out there's a there's something beautiful about knowing that you are making those decisions like I'll pay my house off you are making those decisions as part of the special connection between you and spirit. You're not making those decisions because you're compelled by your chart or because a card told you or because some random woman you heard on the radio said she was an intuitive reader. You're making those decisions from your power because of that intimate, unique, never to ever be erased connection with spirit. And that's the place where having information like this can change your path, it feels to me. Uh, right on. I'm like nodding my head as you're speaking because <laughs> everything you're saying is exactly how I tend to view this. Again, if I listen to everything that I heard growing up, my life would look markedly different. If I listened to some of those astrologers that gave me a doom and gloom reading, it would look very different too. But I had enough wherewithal and curiosity to say, now let, let's just test this a little bit. Let's play with this. Let's use myself as a petri dish and see what happens. And my life turned out really great. Now that doesn't mean, Karen, that I haven't had a hardship. Of course I have because life is full spectrum. And you are going to have things in your life that are hard, that are, I mean, every one of us is going to experience grief we're going to experience sadness and loss and and love and you know all these wonderful things that make life so such a rich tapestry and tarot and astrology again are the tools that can help you to move through the hard stuff and to know also when to embrace the beautiful things that are happening around you and within you mm -hmm. it's all beautiful yeah I, now we're recording this in uh, february 2023 are there are there traffic patterns, transits? Are there things that we should be aware of now and in the spring of 2023? 2023 is huge uh, because, first of all, we've got Saturn going into Pisces in March. I believe that's on March 7th. And Saturn has been in Aquarius for, you know, about two and a half years now. Saturn actually likes being in Aquarius. It doesn't really like being in Pisces because Saturn's really stern and disciplined. And Pisces is like, wait a minute, I want to float around and I want to be like in the dream world. So it's time to begin working on our dreams. It is time to ground and root ourselves so that we can find a way to bring our big visions to life. Saturn in Pisces is great for musicians, it's great for artists, it's great for writers, and it's great for anybody, you know, also who wants to do a lot of deep spiritual work. I mean, talk about a good time to get your spiritual disciplines going. Mm. Hello, Saturn in Pisces. <laughs> and then we've got Pluto dipping its toes in Aquarius. Now, Pluto's been in Capricorn for a very long time, but in March, um, I think it's like around March 30th, it dips its toes into Aquarius, and it's going to be there until June 11th. Then it's going back into Capricorn all the way until January 20th, and then it's going to be entering Aquarius, and it's going to be staying in Aquarius for a long time. Pluto has a lot to do about generations and transformation and regeneration, and in Capricorn, the last uh, X amount of years has been all about looking at our traditions and structures and tearing them down and trying to build new ones, and that's often a very, very messy practice. Mm -hmm. Well, Pluto and Aquarius is all about technology, the collective, community, humanitarianism, all for one and one for all. And we get to work on that. 
And I think we are going to be coming into a very, very enlightened phase. And we're going to see a lot of amazing things happen from this younger generation. I'm very excited about the younger generations. I think they are so uh, progressive and, I mean, so tolerant and beautiful. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. We're going to have a lot to look forward to. So I would say with Pluto and Aquarius, we get an idea of what's going to come. And let's not be afraid of the new or the new generation because it is going to be groovy as hell. <laughs> I'm all about it. I love young people. I love being around them. They just, when I'm around a young person, like, wow, you guys are so much smarter than I was at your age. What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least two of them were raised by me. So my two adult children are out there being in the world. I, I take full responsibility, Teresa. It was my excellent parenting that has shifted a whole generation. Well, no, maybe not. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I've got excellent adult children too. So I, I like to look at them like, you know, these two turned out pretty good. And I, I just remember when they were teenagers watching them and I'm like, wow, this generation is something else. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. I'm really, really excited for what they're going to do. Can you let the listeners know how they can kind of mm, fi find you and find your world and get involved with your work and hear more about your teaching? Where, so where is all that stuff? The easiest way to find me is at my website, thetarolady.com. Um, and I have all my social media links there. I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm on uh, Twitter and Facebook. So, you know, that's the, those are the places you can find me. And all my teaching I do primarily on my Patreon account. So if you want to learn astrology or tarot from a very practical, empowering, and proactive way, but my way is also very old school because I do do divination, then get on over to my Patreon account and check out what I'm up to. I've got a lot of things I love to teach. And that's patreon.com slash the tarot lady, right? Correct. I'm always the tarot lady everywhere, except on uh, TikTok, as someone grabbed that. So I'm a tarot lady official over there, which is, I don't spend any time on TikTok. So it's like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> you got your Instagram blue check mark. And, and after all of the, and anybody who's on social media needs to kind of be aware of this, please, please, please know that a reputable reader will never DM you asking for money or asking for a reading. That's there's a plague of nonsense um, in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, every every place right now. Um, how can people know that they're really connecting with you, Teresa? Well, first of all, I am not reading for the general public. So if someone is showing up and saying, I'm going to give you a reading, that is not me. That is not me. I am focused on writing and teaching. So know that right off the bat. I never DM people. I do not show up and try to solicit readings. If I were ever to open up my books for readings again, that I would announce that on my newsletter or on my Patreon account. I would not announce that publicly. Uh, and also I have a blue check mark on Facebook, Twitter, and now finally Instagram. Yay. So that lets people know this is this is me. And this is not some imposter. So if it doesn't have a blue check mark, it is not me. I love it. And again, use your discernment, right? Because there's so much. Golly, there's a lot of nonsense. Use your discernment always with all this stuff. Teresa, thank you so much for talking to me. It was fun to catch up after 720,000 years. Or how it, was, it was. Yes, it was amazing, Karen. It's always such a joy to talk to you. And uh, let's hope uh, seven million years don't go by again before we talk. <laughs>
we're both looking quite young, really, for, for being as old, <laughs> as old, especially on radio. Um, that is Teresa Reed. Her newest book is Twist Your Fate, Manifest Success with Astrology and Tarot. You can find out more about Teresa and her work. Enter her world of practicality and goodness at thetarolady.com. You can also check out her Patreon. That's patreon.com slash thetarolady. And you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out more about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session over there if you are so inclined. Please do follow me on Instagram. I don't have a check mark because I'm not as cool as Teresa. I also would never DM you asking for money or reading. Well, who does that? What foolishness is that? But on Instagram, I am Fog City Psychic. And when you go over there, you'll find more out of the fog goodness and pictures of Maisie the dog and jigsaw puzzle hijinks and all manner of stuff over there. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.